Hello and welcome to another episode of the District 5 podcast. We are right in the beginning of the month of March and I just wanted to put a quick little episode of the podcast here together to recap what was happening in city council in February and look forward uh, to give everyone a sense of what we're working on in the month of March. So first up, let's look back at the past few meetings we've had in the in the month of February. You know, the the biggest one uh, obviously is this issue of the redevelopment um, project proposal uh, for the Elder Beerman site on Secor. Um, you know, through the month of February, it was really a solid, I don't know, I guess a, just a really solid exercise in local democracy. So an issue pops up and um, some neighbors have some concerns about it and reached out and asked me a few questions, uh, which led to a um, community forum at Sanger Branch Library, which was really well attended, maybe 70-ish folks at that at that forum. And then we had a, uh, a public hearing the next week, actually, um, had a public hearing, and that was right in time for our vote toward the end of February. Um, and so, you know, I just think that regardless of where we kind of all come down on these issues or or how we all think about these these different issues. Um, that was just a really, really good example of what happens when neighbors and residents um, in the city of Toledo have concerns and they reach out to council. Uh, at least I can speak for myself when they reach out to me. It's really important to me that um, we have space and we make space to hear from neighbors. Um, you know, it's interesting, sometimes the rhetoric of, you know, I'll be your voice on city council is used. And I don't know where I heard this, but I really like the saying, so I'm, I'm ready to full on adopt it. I am not trying to be anyone's voice on city council. I'm trying to be your microphone. I'm trying to be your megaphone. Um, I want to make sure that, that when, when you want to use your voice, that you have a louder platform to do it. And so whether that's scheduling a meeting or or getting your concerns um, and the concerns of the community, the concerns of District 5 in front of the rest of city council, in front of the various department heads within the city and the administration, uh, that's what I want to do. Uh, and so, so that's what we did. I feel really good about the way that process unfolded. Um, really tried to listen to so many different people who who had thoughts and concerns. And then ultimately what ended up happening was we took a vote on, I believe it was February 25th at the council meeting. And that, um, that proposal, um, to incentivize with a, with a property tax incentive, about 1.2 million in a property tax incentive, um, to incentivize redevelopment along Secor was ultimately voted down 11 to one. Um, and I just wanted to take a minute on the podcast here to, I think, you know, I think that's one of the benefits of this podcast is I get a chance beyond saying no um, on a vote. I can explain a little bit about about what I'm thinking and my thought process and the way I'm going to approach um, the different votes that I take. You know, and and I had a few chances to go on um, a radio show and a TV program. I was on with Scott Sands um, last week and then on with Jerry Anderson on leading edge. And so you can Google those interviews. Maybe we might even link them up here in the, in the podcast notes. Um, but 
I had a chance to kind of explain why I didn't want to support this um, proposal. And really the simplest way I can frame it is it's all about context. Um, you know, we on city council did not vote against development on Secor. We voted against a very specific proposal, um, essentially saying that we don't think that this project um, in this area at this moment in time was the best use of those taxpayer dollars in that tax incentive. Um, and for me, there's a few reasons for that. You know, the last time this incentive was used was in 2007 to kind of spark development um, along Secor, beginning with the Costco project. So think about the Westgate area in 2007. Uh, there was some remediation needed in that in that effort. Um, and this uh, tax tax incentive um, was used. And, you know, when I think about the way the economy was in 2007, 2008 versus the way it is now, when I think about the way development looked um, and the, the Westgate area in general looked in 2007, 2008 um, versus how it looks now, you know, it really is night and day. And so the idea that we needed to incentivize and spark some development in 07, 08 makes a lot more sense to me than saying that we needed to do something to spark development now. Um, you know, the truth is Secor right now is, is kind of sparked in and of itself. There's a lot going on there. Um, and I hear people who say, you know, you're just going to let this thing sit there forever. And, and to be honest, that's not, that's not true. That's not my intention. And I don't think that's the council's intention, but it's also not, you know, it's not a zero sum game. It's not, you know, all in or all out what we're saying no to is this proposal. And so if it sits for a little while longer, so, and we get a better proposal out of it, um, something more beneficial to taxpayers, I think that's worth it. Um, so to me, you know, being a part of a legislative body is making a lot of little decisions. It's not making one huge decision. And, um, and so that's, that's kind of where we ended up and that's how we, how we thought about it. There was a lot of, um, or at least how I thought about it. There was a lot of, let me go to this. There's a lot of um, conversation around the specific type of use. And some people saying, we, you know, we don't need more retail. We don't need that kind of retail. I don't like those businesses. Or I, even some that said, I did like those businesses. And I just want to say that um, to me, that's not the way we should be making this decision either. Um, it's not about whether we have a preference for or against this type of business. But I do think there is some conversation we can have about what type of retail it is more objectively, I guess. Um, because the truth is, when we think about a TJ Maxx or a Bob's discount furniture, you know, we have some discount furniture stores in West Toledo and we have uh, some discount retailers in West Toledo uh, within about a mile about a mile away, I could go to a very similar store. Um, but I think the question about these incentives, which in many people's opinions should rarely be used for retail by themselves, um, I think the question is about, is it destination or not? Because if it's a destination retail spot, like you could say Costco is, especially if you ever go there on a Sunday or Saturday afternoon, uh, feels like people are taking many vacations. Um, Really, that gives a totally different um, ripple effect to the surrounding area. So those are just a, another few considerations, I think, um, that are being made 
when you think about that development. So hopefully the developers go back to the drawing board and our economic development team will go back to the drawing board and try to figure out uh, what the best way um, moving forward is to remove that blighted building. Uh, There's no doubt that it's blighted. There's no doubt that it needs this um, asbestos remediation. Um, And hopefully we come up with a more um, citizen-friendly deal that we can support. So that's the update on Elder Bierman. So now let me go back to something that we talked about a little bit in February, but really we're going to be getting at here early in March. Uh, We have a committee hearing um, with the committee that I chair, the Streets Public Service and Utilities Committee, um, to discuss uh, and really kind of have our final discussions, put a ribbon on the discussions of our LED lighting projects. You know, we council voted to appropriate the funds um, to replace all of our streetlights throughout the city of Toledo, something like 29,000 streetlights, and convert them to an LED light, which is a, it's a nicer light. It helps with public safety. It's more environmentally friendly. There's cost savings. There's so many good beneficial elements to this. And in the midst of that conversation, we were still having a lot of discussion and there were a lot of questions around what is the best practice um, and what should be the best decision to make uh, relative to the type of LED lighting. So there's a lot of, it was it 4K or 3K and I'm no lighting expert, but um, that's why we're going to have the hearing to make sure that we're looking at what other cities have done or, or uh, what other studies are out there in terms of best practices that we can look at to make sure that we get this decision right. You know, there's a a city, Davis, California, uh, that infamously uh, converted all their streetlights, I think, to 4K and had to redo the project and go down to 3K. So that's just something I'm trying to avoid doing. And so we're going to have a good conversation here very soon about um, what to do with our lighting program going forward. Um, I'd rather be slow uh, than wrong. And so whatever we have to do uh, to get this decision right, we're going to do. Also this month in our in the streets committee, it looks like we're going to be um, getting a getting a chance to look at the administration's plan for mowing grass. Um, you know, there's a lot going on there, and it's a it's a pretty unwieldy thing. If you think about cutting all the little pocket parks and the major parks and the little cul-de-sacs and all the city-owned property, um, so that's a pretty substantial plan. Uh, and I'm looking forward to hearing what the administration is up to. Obviously, if there's something. Um, important there. I'll make sure to report about it on this podcast as well in a future episode. And lastly, as we sit here just a couple weeks away from March 17th, I just want to again say why I am such a strong supporter of voting for issue one. Um, This is really an incredible opportunity that we have. I was just talking to someone and I'll tell you, it's a gentleman in the city of Toledo, um, this is, a, this is a true story. It just happened to me this week. A gentleman in the city of Toledo calls the, the 567 number and, um, you know, 567-200-3231, which is how you can reach me anytime. And I called him back and he was actually asking me, he got his absentee ballot in the mail and he didn't know a few candidates. And so he was asking for my help, which is fine. I thought that was very, that was a, what a cool opportunity to talk about some candidates that, Um, He didn't know about, but he wanted to make an informed decision, and I gave him a few thoughts to consider. And then I had a chance to ask him about issue one, and I said, why are you, you know, what are you thinking about? And he said he was supporting it, which was great news to me. And I said, why? And he said, well, you got to do something eventually. He said, I've been in this city a long time, and our roads 
just need to be addressed and you can't make anything better without investing in it. You, it's, it takes resources to, to pull off projects like this. And I felt like that was just such a great um, distillation. What a great summary of this whole, this whole campaign and this whole idea of issue one. There are so many different parts of our city that we can improve um, by voting for this issue and really making the decision to invest in ourselves um, for the next 10 years. Uh, what this is going to do to our roads and our road projects is, is such a big deal. And uh, it was also, it's also worth noting that toward the end of our conversation, this gentleman uh, reminded me that he, he knows the fact that since he's retired, he won't be paying into this. Um, and so all those, all those seniors out there and, and folks on, um, you know, these, this, it's a real issue. Folks on fixed incomes um, can support this issue and reap the benefits of it. Um, and so that's pretty cool. I thought that, that I'm glad that he knew that and he was, he was spreading it around to his peer group as well. So, um, well, so that's one end of the spectrum, an older uh, retired gentleman in the city of Toledo. You know, another end of the spectrum is someone I talked to who actually lives nearby. And I've told this story a couple times, but um, a more conservative um, friend of mine, uh, my one of my neighbors, and he told me he's never voted for an income tax in his life. No, I mean, hardly any tax increase of any kind. Uh, but he is supporting this one because he really wants to see our roads get done. And the thing that I told him and assured him of is that when issue one passes, and this is what I want to say to everyone listening, when issue one passes, it is... The, my job, it is the job of city council to make sure that we follow through, make sure that we hold the administration's feet to the fire, um, to, to hit all of our marks and make sure that we're being as efficient and effective as possible, um, to get the work done. But even more than it's my job, the beauty of issue one is that it's your job. It's the, it's the job and the opportunity really of the voters, because in the ballot language, we're going to all agree to eliminate the ability to transfer from the capital improvement fund to the general fund, which means that no matter what happens in the next 10 years, that as we're investing in our roads and our local um, infrastructure, we're basically making sure that that money, regardless of whatever hard times may come, we're not going to be able to take that money out to cover day-to-day expenses. And that's just that's just a really really big deal, and I'm I'm really glad that so many people have have realized that that's going to be a significant thing. So I'm not going to you know keep rambling on about this, but I I'm all in. I'm supporting issue one. I think it's a good move. Um, if we want to raise our families here and and give our kids a certain kind of quality of life with nice parks and 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 solid roads to ride their bikes on and. Um, and so many other things, safe neighborhoods with more police, um, with safety forces that have up-to-date equipment and new fire, fire rigs and, and police, police cars. You know, I think that um, this is just a really good, really good moment for us and a great opportunity ahead. So I'm supporting issue one. I hope you will too. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out, obviously. And I will be back with another episode um, after the next agenda review and a few committee hearings and... Um, try to keep you up to date. Um, Thanks so much for listening.